Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. This is the week one and season preview for what is going to be an exciting Chicago Bears season. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening to us on Sirius XM, and we have a great episode coming up in about 30 seconds. But first, got to talk about our presenting sponsor. It's BetOnline.ag, and look, BetOnline, it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, this little thing called, I don't know, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports esports and even golf BetOnline continues to be the number one top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and even futures so what are you waiting for head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to sign up you will get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit only when you use promo code believe 50 b-l-e-a-v-5-0 that is only at BetOnline where the game starts ladies and gentlemen it is time to start a brand new era in Chicago Bears football. We are is a season preview, a week one preview right here on Believe in Bears. Let's bring in my my co-host. He's a man who's wearing many hats. Uh, maybe you can talk about them a little bit as we move throughout the show, move throughout this season. But right now, the only thing that really matters right now is he is former Bears defensive end. He is my co-host, my friend, and also the Northwestern Wildcats are 1-0 and right now. It is Corey Wood. <laughs> What's up, Corey? Uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, the Cats are 1-0. I uh, had the big win over in Dublin. Man, that was huge against Nebraska. Um, I predicted it, man. I, I said I said it. You know, when, when Carmen was on the show, I said they were going to get the dub. So, it's always good when Northwestern goes 1-0. It looks like they have the quarterback situation figured out. And usually when that happens, they usually have a successful season. So, I'm looking forward for them to go bowling. Maybe, maybe a really good bowl this year. and Maybe compete for a Big Ten title. And, Corey, hopefully after week one, the Chicago Bears will be 1-0-2 as well. And that's what we're here to do today. We are going to do first part, part one. We're going to talk about a season preview, breaking down what we like and our aspirations and expectations for this season. And also stick around for the second half because we're going to reveal Corey's keys of how the Bears are going to hopefully take down the San Francisco 49ers in week one. But, Corey, let's just start here because I feel like that this is the first day of the rest of our Bears' lives. Now, look, this might not affect the win total heading into the season. There's going to be some ups and downs and some bumps in the road. But look, Corey, you know, a lot of exciting things are happening around this franchise right now. You know, they just announced a plan to possibly build this incredibly immaculate stadium in Arlington Heights. We have Ted Phillips after 40 years finally retiring. There's going to be a new team president of the Chicago Bears by early 2023. We have, of course, general manager Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus in their first year, Justin Fields on offense, and, of course, 77 players on the active roster of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy last year. Now only 17 remain. I'm going to do it again. It's like a squid game. It's like a squid game situation <laughs> in Chicago. Who will survive? But, Corey, you know, it's just a really exciting time, I think, to be a Bears fan, even if this year on the field might not yield the results that we want. Heading into next year with a high draft pick, cap space, Justin Fields on the move. There's a lot to like, right? There's a lot to be excited. There, there is a lot to be excited for. A lot of changes coming up. You know, you talked about possibly that that uh, you know new stadium in Arlington Heights. Uh, Ted Ted Phillips after 30, 30 years, uh, you know, under the Bears regime. Um, but I'm, I'm most excited about what Ryan Poles has done in his first year. He's he's done a lot with a little. You talk about the draft picks, right? He's got the left tackle of the future. It looks like with Braxton Jones. He's athletic. He has all the tools. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. Kyla Gordon, day one starter. Jaquan Brisker, day one starter. Old school, you know, <laughs> in the box type of safety. Hits you in the face, can yes. cover, can do it all, is a leader. 
his leadership qualities and what separates him from being such a young guy. Usually guys like that, you know, just taking things in or whatever, but he's on the field calling stuff out. You know, he's that leader early on. That's what you love to see. Um, you know, you were saying trust the plan of Ryan Poles and everybody's kind of like, well, you know, we, what about the left tackle situation? I was hard on him because of Bernard Ryman from Central Michigan who went to the Colts. And I was like, but he seems to have figured it out. He's a good talent evaluator. He said he's always been good evaluating the offensive line. We look at shifting Tevin Jenkins into the right guard as well. And he's nasty in there, right? We were talking about, is he even going to be able to find a spot? And we saw him just continue to improve at that right guard position. And uh, he's going to be a day one starter with the Bears. So that's great to see, you know, because that's a guy last year, everybody was down upon. Oh, look at him at left tackle. He couldn't do this. He was never a left tackle in the first place. He shouldn't have been on the side. Should have been on the right side, whether it was tackle or guard. He's found his home at guard there. So, and I like what they've done in the offseason too, getting uh, Al-Kadeen Muhammad, you know, was, was a first-year starter last year, really flashed, had six sacks, um, played the run extremely well. Travis Gibson last year had a great season. So I like those two with Robert Quinn, that three-man rotation. Justin Jones in there. I, I feel like he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can do at three technique. And then we claimed Armand Watts as well. So I really like what they're doing. And also they clean, uh, claimed uh, Amir Smith-Marset, the talented wide receiver. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how that could potentially, how he develops in there because I watched him in college a really talented guy, big body, um, you know, can run routes, uh, had really good hands. So I'm excited to see what he can potentially do after developing him. So I've really been pre pleased. And, and what I love the most is Justin Fields. I think everybody has been excited with his progress, what he's done in the offseason, uh, just the confidence, his aura out there, um, you know, the last game especially. I mean, he put everything together. Um, connecting the Cole Komet, we talked about that's going to be a big connection this year, especially when it comes down to the red zone. But I, I think people are really high on, on, on the Bears right now, especially after seeing Justin Fields, right? And some people might say, well, you know, they're, they're not going to go undefeated, this, that, and the other, this. But I think they're going to be very competitive this year. You know, I, I told you, I, I, I think that nine, nine and eight, I think that's what they're going to be. Um, the schedule is not that tough. And Justin Fields played like he did in that last game, and they run the football extremely well. They play great defense. Uh, they, they're not, not penalized like they were last year. I, I think they got a shot, and I always say this. The Tennessee Titans, you look at their recipe of success, and I think Justin Fields is way better than Ryan Tannehill. So I, that, that, that's why I use as the blueprint, right? Think about if you could have a better passer – with a great running game. And I'm, I'm not saying Montgomery is Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry's one of the best, but Mo Montgomery don't sleep on him and, and Khalil Herbert. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of people in fantasy have been picking David Montgomery pretty high because they know he's going to get the rock. So um, I'm, I'm excited for this year, man. Um, I, I, I think it's, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. You know, I think they're going to be in a lot of games. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of tight The games that they lose. I feel like it's going to be by a score. You know, right. I, I think it's going to be a lot of close losses at that. But I think they're going to surprise some people. If they could have a winning record in this first year in the polls era, um, you know, where everybody's projecting them, I think it was six wins to have. Down to five and a half. Down to five and a half, Corey. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, yeah no. if they could do that. I, I think that would be a very successful season, man. No, and look, I, I think 
I, I love all the points that you're making because, one, you know, if we're in some football games in the fourth quarter and it comes down to a play here and a play there, that's a young football team learning through the fire of what it takes to win football games moving forward. So I really like that. You know, Corey, you're on to something because I think, you know, we'll talk about the offensive line. And, you know, what I will say about the offensive line, and as I don't know if it is the best unit in the NFL or it's going to be the unit that's going to be with mm -hmm. us the next two or three years, but I do like that they got some depth, right? The yep. drop-off isn't steep. So if exactly. you lose a guy, it's not going to be that big of a difference when they're yep. moving in and out. And that can kind of go across the entirety of this whole roster. And when you want to talk about we got to protect Justin Fields, we got to protect Justin Fields, you can do that with offensive line. That's the obvious one. The second one, though, is, Corey, the stuff that you're bringing up. You can protect Justin Fields with a great defense. Get some turnovers, some short fields. You can protect Justin Fields by playing a disciplined game. No more holding plen penalties. No third and 17, right? No second and 15. That's when a defensive player that you know pins his ears back and tries to knock down the quarterback exactly. as best you can. Exactly. Stay out of those situations. And my final point, and I want to get to X factors here, and I want to know, and this could be anyone. It could be a unit. It could be a player on the team that you're just kind of looking at, and you're saying, not to your prediction of who you think is going to ball out, but the guy that if he performs and he does what he needs to do, this season is going to go in the direction that you think it's going to. Because in my opinion, a lot of people are like, well, we lost a lot of names in the offseason. Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson, Akeem Hicks. Well, I'm telling you, Bears fans, this is an opportunity to watch a football team that wants to make names for themselves, right? I mean, we don't know a lot of these guys yet, and that's okay because we're about to learn about them and look if it doesn't work out we got 120 million in the cap to change it next year but let's give these guys a chance the el Kadim muhammad's of the world to become a household name right we've seen a guy like a willie young come into chicago out of nowhere and then put up sack numbers and everyone all of a sudden knows who willie young is i'm sorry if i'm dating myself with that that defensive <laughs> line reference there but yep. you get what i'm saying so Corey, you know and this can be justin fields if you mm -hmm. want is there an x factor is there a unit is there one area of this team that says hey if this goes right we got a shot at winning some football games this year. What would that be for you? Oh, I, I would say the, the biggest X factor for me is the offensive line, right? And I'm not going to say it's based on strictly how they perform, right? They're, they're going to have to go out there and protect. But how Luke Getzey game plans to, to, to kind of suit their strengths or help them out in situations, right? And I look at like week one, right? Uh, we're, we're going against a very talented uh, defensive line, right? Yeah. Nick Bosa, uh, Samson, the, the other defensive end that came from the Rams, very talented guy. I feel like he has a scratch of service. Eric Armstead, right? Big guy, 6'7", 6'8", 300 pounds, uh, talented pass rusher as well. So this is going to be a big test for this offensive line. And that's kind of been the biggest question mark I think everybody's had this offseason. So week one, how – how is Braxton Jones going to hold up against Nick Bosa? Because Chris Korosek, who's the defensive line coach for San Francisco, coached me in Detroit, and he's going to try to exploit that matchup all day. He's going to say, Nick Bosa is the best defensive end in the league, and I'm having him one-on-one -on -one against Braxton Jones as many times as I can. But how are the Bears going to combat that, right? Are we going to have chip help? Are we going to have Cole Komet chip before he goes out for his route? Are we going to slide the protection? Are we going to help him out, right? And then you talk about inside as well. You know, how is how is a um, Armstead going to fare, you know, against Tevin Jenkins? How, how will how will he play against him? Right. So many good tests. Right. Tevin Jenkins is a big physical guy. But how is he going to hold up? You know, and then you look at Larry Borum potentially as well. So I think they're going to try to exploit those matchups. You know, uh, Bosa is going to go back and forth on, on both of those guys. They're younger guys. 
um, inexperienced. So I, I think they're really going to try to exploit them, you know, with different games, uh, you know, I was going to say, Corey, real quick, a young offensive line like this, you know, isn't the game plan for San Francisco is just to try and confuse them pre-snap and make them think and make Justin check a lot and assign a lot and do all this kind of business before the ball's even hiked. Yeah, I think they're going to try to do that. Um, but I, I think it comes down to like this, right. Um, you know, plan for that, that guy, Chris Korosek, the defensive line coach for San Francisco, they like to get home with four if they can, right. They just want to, ex- to say our four can beat your five, right. That's, that's what they're saying. So most of the time they're, they're going to try to rush with that, with that front four, because I think that's, that's what generates most of the pressure. Then the games and, and different stunts will come off that. But I think early on, they're going to try to win, you know, the straight rushes and then they're going to try to mix up some of those games, but you know, it's going to be a great test because, you know, this this will be one of the one of the better fronts they go against all year. So it's be interesting to see how Getsy game plans, right? How how is it, how are you gonna do some screens, some draws, right? Get them up the field, get them going, they can club them by, you know, the tackles, yep. you know, get some draws going, things like that. That, that. That's how you slow down the talented pass rush. Then they start getting frustrated, right? Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting home. Justin Fields getting the ball out quick. And then all of a sudden you you hit them, you know, with, with that with that big deep shot. You know, that, that hard play action because they're already frustrated. Oh, they've been running the ball too much. They're getting the ball out quick. And then they're not rushing as hard. And then you hit them deep to Darnell Mooney. You know, things things like that to try to frustrate that front. So I'm excited to see see how they do. And I think Getsy's play calling will, will really be tested this first week, you know. Um, and, and, and we're going to see kind of, you know, this this blueprint of, of how the season will go, especially offensively. I think the first game is gonna gonna tell us a lot. And uh, my hope is, especially with this week one, and I'm it's gonna be one of my keys coming up a little bit later. Is the concept of I think that if our defense comes out fired up and is flying around, and maybe we have a nice strong first drive, crowd super into it a little bit, that buys Luke Getzey some time, right? Where he says I don't need to force something that I don't need to. I can just run the ball. We can play great defense. We can just sort of hang back a little bit. And like you said, wait for those moments for Justin Fields to take those shots. You don't have to start pulling them out of the bag early second quarter if you can hang in the game, keep it low scoring. That's great news for the Chicago Bears. A low scoring game in week one, right? So maybe to possibly be able to do that a little bit. Corey, it is time to move on. This is our second annual award, and I'm calling this something called the Bobby Snacks. Bobby Snacks (laughs) Sacks Award. The Bobby Snacks Sacks Award is what I'm going to call it. Because last year you said that Robert Quinn was not only going to have a bounce back season, but you said Robert Quinn was going to have 13, 14 sacks last year. He ended up with 18 and a half. So surprise the world, Corey. Shock the world. Give us your Bobby Sacks Award of the Year. What player is it going to be? Who's going to surprise Bears Nation? I've been going back and forth on this for a while, and uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to actually give it to two players. I'm going to give you the dual split because I talked about how integral they they are with the, the rotation, and I think it's going to be Al-Kadim Muhammad and Travis Gibson. I think I think because them and Robert Quinn together, they're going to be rotating, keeping each other fresh, and they got a chance to potentially have three guys that have double digits. And people, oh, what are you? Think, think, think about it. Think, think about, think about if, if you're actually able to stop the run and you're the defensive end, they're going to be primarily the defensive end away from Robert Quinn, right? Where everybody's going to be sliding and protect. You know he's still going to get a sack for Robert Quinn, but they're going to benefit so much on being one-on-one, right? And a team that's going to be very disciplined, stopping the run, and then when it's time to pin your ears back, 
So those two, those, those are my Bobby Snacks award because I think they're, they're going to be such an important part of that rotation. And if they can benefit, I think they we might have three guys that potentially have double-digit sacks. I think we'll at least have two. There's a lot to like about that, right? Number one, you know, for an opposing offense, they're like, oh, young secondary, let's run some seven-step drops and let's see if we can mm -hmm. take advantage of this. That There's a little arrogance maybe going on. And then on mm -hmm. top of that, too, a lot of that one-on-one -on -one coverage, you can rack up some sacks early on in the year by week six. Then they're like, oh, well, maybe we need to put an extra dude on this dude. You know, maybe exactly. we need to do a extra chip help. So wait, real quick, you're saying 19 and a half over under. You're saying over for Gibson and Muhammad combined. 19 and a half over. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over over 19 for both of them. Yeah, combined. yeah, yeah. Combined, yeah, combined. Because yeah, yeah. that's that's combined, what's gonna take end of the day. I, I, All right, cool. I, I like that. Yeah. So let's rip some over unders real quick. You got your win prediction out there. You're saying nine wins. I'm gonna reveal my win prediction at the very end. But I just want to rip some over unders here real quick. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And Corey, just give me your quick reaction here of some over unders of what you think is gonna mm -hmm. happen here. So real quick, I got some fun ones for you. Uh, Justin Fields over under three point five rushing touchdowns for the whole year. For whole year, over over hundred. Smash it, smash yeah, it, right? Easy to smash that. I mean, think about it when when is it, when he's when he's on the red zone and he has some of those boots, some of those nakeds, where, where everybody is is biting on that David Montgomery running game. And then all of a sudden, he's got that clear corner. He's got one on one on a defensive end. Good luck, Chuck. All right. No shot. He's, he's over. He's going to have two and one half this year. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> he's going to have two and one half. You'll wait and see. Uh, over under uh, 14 and a half interceptions, Justin Fields. I'm going to say under. Um, I, I really I really like what he did uh, this offseason. And I feel like his decision making has been a lot better. And I, I think that's what Getsy is working on him with because Getsy coached Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is his own person by any means, but. He, he's, he's, he's been a coach his for years and he sees how he approaches the game. So he's teaching him all the little tidbits that Aaron Rodgers does because he is, he is one of the least intercepted quarterbacks in the league. I think in NFL history, his, yes. his touchdown Incredible. interception ratio is unbelievable. It's like six like to every one. year. Yeah. One game he had like two and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, that's the end of the world. And he ends up with six for the year. It's, it's unbelievable. So I think Getsy is, is really preaching to Justin Fields. Hey, Let's make these smart decisions, you know. Let's let's maybe throw this one away, and and let's let's get running right because Aaron Rodgers is always thrown better on the run, right? And we're gonna see Justin Fields have a little of these throws on the run. So I, I think he'll have under fourteen. I think his decision making is gonna be a lot better. That clock in his head is gonna go off because that's what they always did for the Packers, right? They had a clock all the time. They had an air horn. If he didn't get the ball at that time. You know, they, they, they lost that series in practice. So I think he, he really has that in mind. He's going to go under 14. All right, that kind of goes in tandem. I'm interested to hear what your point is. And by the way, these are basically, they're minus like 110. So it's basically even money that you're throwing down here on the over-under. Uh, this one's going for you. Passing yards, Justin Fields, 3,350.5 over-under. That might be an under, Corey. That might yeah. be an under because we talked yeah. about this, man. Yeah. We can see we can see a four thousand all purpose yard season from Justin Fields. Yep. But we don't exactly. think we're getting it all from his arm, right? No, no, I, I say under on that. And uh Bears went, whoa, whoa. He he, do, he doesn't have to light it up yards wise, right? We said this is all about, you know, being smart, right? Uh decision making, being being able to capitalize on the red zone. Like 
like a young Cam Newton, right? He would yeah. throw for 190 yards, have two passing touchdowns in the red zone, one rushing touchdown. Those are the kind of stats that we need from Justin Fields. It doesn't have to be 350, 400 like Aaron Rodgers, right? That's that's not what we need to do. We need to run the football, have him take care of the football, use his feet, be smart about his decision-making, and capitalize in that red zone. So I think it's under that. I'm on board with you on this one. Let's keep moving on here because, honestly, some of these Bears lines, I'm just like, man, if you got some extra cash flowing around, you need to smash this. Uh, David Montgomery over under rushing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, 7.5 mm-hmm. over his plus money at plus 110. Over, over. <laughs> they, they, they are going to pound the rock. Are you, are, like, are you kidding we're, we're, me? It's, like, it's 17 games, right? We, we didn't move it to 17 yeah. games. We didn't move it back to 12 like in 1982. I'm just checking. Yeah. Cause, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction. David Montgomery will be a top five rusher this year, you know, if he can stay healthy. He will right. be a top five rusher in this league if he can stay healthy because they're going to give him the rock this year. That is what they are going to do. But if he can stay healthy, he is a workhorse out there. The games he was healthy last year, I mean, he averaged, what, I think five a pop? Come on. Like, the, the, the guy is a workhorse. And then we have Khalil Herbert as well that can spill him when he when he's tired. Um, yeah, I, I, David Montgomery – Will, will be a top five back this year if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked fantastic in that third preseason game. He had that nice little cutback and then took it the other side of the field. And honestly, quietly, you don't see a lot of the running backs in preseason Bears fans, but I kind of like what our room looks like right now, which we're going to get more into as the season moves along. So I'm just going to guess here you're going over on only 800.5 yards for David Montgomery this year. That's even money. For 800 rushing yards a year for David Montgomery, you're going over on that one. Let's uh, oh, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, let's move on here. Let's do um, – ooh, what's a good one here? Another one I would smash. Over under Darnell Mooney touchdowns, 4.5. Over <laughs> is minus 12. What, what, he had four last year in Matt Nagy's offense. What are we doing? What's happening, Corey? He, he, he had four. He had four touchdowns. He had he had over a thousand yards, right? In, yes. in Matt Nagy's system. I mean, he is. Remember how we were going back and forth the whole time about uh, we need a number one. He is the number one. He showed that in the preseason. He showed it in camp. He is a number one, right? We were kind of like, oh, maybe he's not. Maybe no, he is number one. His his route running. His, his catching, um, his speed, uh, his ability to get open. He is a number one receiver. He'll have over that easy. Like, come on. Put some respect with a K on his name. It's, it's pretty name. crazy. And if you're feeling super spicy about it, too, uh, most receptions in the NFL, Darnell Mooney at 50 to 1. Not terrible, too, as well. I'm not not shaking my, my, my head at that one. So final one, dude, Cole Komet, your boy. I want to do I want to do one of each, so we're gonna rip through them. Uh, over under five hundred eighty five point five receiving yards minus one fifteen. Over under five eighty five. The number he had last year again, Corey. Yeah, same number. Over like come come on man like he, Justin Fields <laughs> didn't start throwing the ball until like the end of the season. So you're talking about from week one the connections they've had in, in off season preseason. <laughs> He's gonna have over that man. And I told you, I think he's going to be around that that seven to nine hundred window. Like, like I told you, like Kyle Rudolph in his prime, the Pro Bowl. He, he's not a burner, right? He's a Notre Dame guy as well. Um, you know, he's kind of deceptive at times. Uses his body well. Great blocker. Good hands. I I, th- I think that's where that's where his sky is. And uh, yeah, he'll he'll have for sure over. You know, like I said, that seven to nine hundred window all all day. 
But plays, what's key is what's key is the touchdowns, and I, I think that's where you're getting at next, right? Three point five minus one fifteen oh in gosh. Vegas. Three point five over. Go over. Oh my gosh! Come on, he's Dude, gonna go over that. He'll have that by Halloween. I'm calling that 100%. right now. He will have he will have four by Halloween. It's he he might games. have that. He might he might have that in the first four games. To be honest with you, I mean honestly, like that's what they're working on, right? Every every good team utilizes that big body tight end in the red zone, right? Oh my, like like Antonio Gates for years, even when he was past his prime, what did he do? He caught touchdowns in the red zone. He's gonna use his body. <laughs> Man, they're not putting the respect <laughs> on these guys, man. I'm getting, I'm getting you fired up, and it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's really exciting. A couple other fun ones out there before we move on. Uh, most sacks in the NFL for Robert Quinn is thirty to one. Not the my favorite odds in the world on that one. It's hard to go back to back, especially when he kind of does do, big years. Do you know? Year. Do you know? Do you know who who was who was he led the NFL in sacks last year, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and who was or, behind him? Do you know? No, uh, TJ. TJ Watt actually led the oh, NFL Watt, sacks last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, he was yeah, right yeah. there, eighteen uh, and a half, twenty and a half. I okay. mean, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So TJ Watt will, will probably win that if he's he had a knee injury, right? One of the weeks in preseason, uh, but it's, it's he minor, had, right? The, 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 he had a helmet. He had a helmet to the left knee. Tomlin okay. said that he would have finished the game if it was regular season okay. game. They held so him aside. Uh, yeah, my my the other half of my household, the Steelers fan household, held their collective breath, but we've been able to exhale. That I think T.J. Watt's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. Valus Jones, Valus Jones Jr., rookie of the year, seventy-five to one. I mean, I find that to be kind of interesting, just about the basis of if he gets a couple return TDs, a couple big plays here and there, and if all these rookies with all this crazy hype going on, even though, dude, I love Chris Olave and I love George Pickens. Um, there is a world where you could possibly have Valus Jones in a rookie of the year conversation, but that's kind of, that's a little more yeah, long I'm, range. I'm going to say no. Range. I'm going to say yeah. no on that. Like I, I honestly, honestly think, uh, George Pickens, if, if him and Trubisky get off hot, I, I think, and <laughs> I think we should have picked him, <laughs> you know, I, to be honest, like yeah. we, we talked about it the whole time. Like I, I thought his talent outweighed all the risks, you know, to get him in the second round. If you had a first rounder, I could see passing on him. But a second round, that dude, that dude if he, he didn't get injured, he's a top he's a top five pick. Yeah, you know, passing on him at 48. I love that we have Brisker, but tough. you could have done Brisker at 38. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with Kyle Gordon keeping an open mind. But, yeah, dude, I went around town to all the radio shows, all the Believe shows, and just said George Pickens, George Pickens, over and over and over again. And there he goes to my wife's team. So uh, there's exactly. that going on. Uh, Corey, it's time, man. It's time for Corey's keys to a Bears victory in week one. And then at the very end, we're going to predict whether the Bears will win or lose. We're going to do a game score prediction, and then we're going to get on out of here. So, Corey, toss me out your first key. What's it going to take for the Chicago Bears team to shock the world against the 49ers who have a six-and-a-half-point advantage on the road against the Bears in week one? So it's, it's got to be put the pressure on Trey Lance, right? He's Thank he's kind of struggled this this preseason, right? They signed Jimmy Garoppolo right out of nowhere, right? They're, I'm done with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm done with him. And then all of a sudden you sign him, right? I think that shows how confident you are in your young buck and Trey Lance. And you look at the opposite with Justin Fields is then I think he's buying everybody's confidence, right? Um, but Trey Lance, it's gone the other way, you know? I mean, I think they're saying we really don't feel confident in and so for the Bears, right, how do you put the pressure on him, right? You stop that run, right? Really make him one-dimensional, right? 
then you can pin your ears back. And I think that's that's what's going to be the X factor this year, what I talked about, stopping the run. Because last year, the year before, they could not stop the run. And that's why it's so impressive what Robert Quinn was able to do when they couldn't stop the run, you know? So you put the pressure on Trey Lance, and I think he's going to crumble, honestly. He, he struggled in the preseason, but there's not that much pressure in there. And then I think week one, all the comparisons, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, you know, they're going back and forth, both mobile quarterbacks, you know, this, that, and the other. Both had okay seasons last year when they showed with, I think Justin Fields has the edge in this one. Um, I think the Bears defense is going to get after him and especially playing at home. Soldier Fields is going to get rocking. They're excited for the season. So put, put the pressure on Trey Lance, be able to get after him. Corey, you know, we take an off season off and yet we're still on the same page uh, because my first key, dude, <laughs> my first key was called speed versus speed. And everyone's so excited about Trey Lance and his dual ability and all this other kinds of stuff that we're going to see from Trey Lance. Well, what is the one hallmark of this Bears defense that hopefully we're going to be able to hang our hat on this year is that they are young, they are fast, and they're going to play fast to the ball all the time. Now, there's two things, right? Shanahan's going to try and run some misdirection. And he's going to try and test, I think, the discipline of a young defense. And I think some weeks, to be fair, I think this Bears defense could struggle kind of out of nowhere just based on youth and experience and just have a bad week. I don't see it coming week one, Corey. I see them playing disciplined football. We've seen no penalties all preseason. That's a good hallmark for the beginning of the year at the very least. And I think Trey Lance is going to have a hard time doing Trey Lance stuff. And he might actually have to play quarterback something that I'm not sure that he's fully adverse or ready to play at at this point. And honestly, I think this Bears defense is a great matchup with Trey Lance. So I see it being very low scoring. I see it being maybe boring, maybe ugly in the first quarter. And our yeah. defense stepping up and getting excited. And our offense mm -hmm. hopefully maybe finding its way a little bit. And I think that might yeah. be one of the keys to a victory. Corey, toss me another key. What's another key to a Bears win week one? Get, get the running game going, right? We, we talked about how integral – David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are going to be to this team's success. And in particular, David Montgomery, I said he can be a top five back this year, right? They need to feed him the rock. He needs at least 30 touches a game. And I, I think that's a recipe for success, right? It's going to open up that passing game. It's going to get Justin Fields more comfortable and it's going to take the pressure off the offensive line. You look at the talented defensive line they're going against. Nick Bosa is one of the best defensive ends in the game. Eric Armstead, he's super underrated at the attack. I think he's one of the top guys out there. Um, this is going to be a true test for them. But you take the pressure off by getting the run game. Then Justin Fields can run some boots, some sprint outs. You can get the play action going. Um, we get some screens and draws with guys like Montgomery yeah. and Herbert. Right. And really, really get that defensive line frustrated. Right. Get them going up the field, club them by. And then all of a sudden, you know, we like I said, hit them with that hard play action. But I think David Montgomery getting the run game going will make everything easier for the offensive line and in particular Justin Fields. Um, my second key to the game is, look, it's week one. So I get a, probably a free pass to be kind of like a meathead cliche ball of a Bears fan right now. But I'm going to call it offensive resiliency. That's what I want to see from the Chicago Bears week one. I'll be honest that I have a feeling that at times it's not going to look pretty. We might get, not get off to a great start. We might have three or four drives that honestly net maybe 20, 25 yards. But I want to see offensive resiliency. That moment when Justin Fields and that offense keep coming. They keep working. Maybe they find a look that they like. Execute in the right moment in that third and fourth quarter. I think for this team, I'm, you said it earlier in the pod, Corey, we're going to be playing a lot of close games this year. 
It's going to be those moments in that third and fourth quarter. Can we stay offensively resilient to put those drives together and put points on the board? If we're settling for field goals in the first half, can we be resilient to get that touchdown in the third and fourth quarter? That's what I call progress. That's what I call the maturation of Justin Fields. I want to see it week one. That is going to be one of my keys to a Bears win. Corey, you got anything else? What do you think? I, I like that. And, and when you're talking about field goals, right, That that's that's something that we did a lot of last year, and, and that can happen this year. When we get in the red zone, right, capitalizing on the red zone opportunities, no more third and two tosses to the right or left, none of that, all right? We need to capitalize on the red zone, and we talked about it. Cole Komet being the X factor in the red zone. That's how you get Justin Fields going. Use that big body. Get yourself open in that red zone and then capitalize. No more field goals. We need touchdowns. We need a better completion percentage in that red zone. We need a better red zone percentage. So capitalizing on that, Cole Komet's going to be the X factor in there. No more no more third and two tosses. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Komet, 3.5 overall touchdowns for a 17-game season. Available right now at betonline.ag. Just saying. Uh, Corey, uh, any more keys? Are you ready for final score? Yeah, my my, my, my last key, right, is is Darnell Mooney, right? Be, yeah. be the number one, right? Every, every Everybody was doubting if you could be a true number one. I think you've proven yourself as, as – as a, one of the, the rising stars in this league, right? You know, s- people are still sleeping on you a little bit. You had over a thousand yards last year in an offense that was struggling, right? With a game, a game caller that really wasn't scripting for success. And now you have a full season under your belt where you actually have a quarterback that's, that did, in my opinion, from what he's looked in the preseason, a complete 180 of what he looked like last year. So so be, be the number one. Yeah, be, be, be the number one. Be one of the rising stars. Be be the guy that everyone talks about, you know, when they circle, circle on that. Okay, what's the guy we have to stop offensively? That guy, Darnell Mooney, right? Be, be that guy for Justin Fields, right? Because he's going to look to go to you and, and get open. Do, do what you can. Be that number one. Be that dude. So I want to see Je- I want to see Darnell Mooney be that dude for, for Justin Fields. So be that number one, baby. Yeah, and especially week one, you come out, you make a statement like that. You know, the new, the new number two, the new uh, dynamic duo in Chicago, Mooney to Fields. I mean, it would be really great to see week one. Uh, Corey, you know, it's time. Uh, a tradition unlike any other. We shall mm-hmm. pick the final score of Bears versus 49ers in week one. Uh, I'm going to go first if that's okay. Uh, because honestly, there are 10 underdogs that are playing at home in week one of the NFL season. And here's what I would say to Bears fans. I know we sound crazy, or maybe we're homers or whatever, but listen, the week one of the NFL year is the most 50-50 week in sports that I think is probably out there in any sport anywhere else. Anything's up for grabs. The teams that are wildly favored end up either getting the crap kicked out of them or they lose. It goes up and down all the way. So I think the Bears got a great shot at winning week one. I'm saying they win week one. It's going to be a little ugly, but it will be thrilling. I'm saying 20-13 to 13, Chicago Bears win a field goal fest and then offensive resiliency, Corey. Mm-hmm. They get that touchdown in the second yeah. half to make it that 20-13 to 13 game, and the Bears walk out week one, and they're kind of a little bit of a story in town. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty close to you. I, I, had a, I had a 21-10 Bears. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have I have them scoring three touchdowns, no field goals. I'm talking wow. about capitalizing in the red zone. I think Trey Lance is really going to struggle. Um, you know, if we could stop that run, 
we could put the pressure on him and, and, and really make him feel uncomfortable, uh, especially being at home. It's going to be a hostile environment. His first true start like that, you know, this season against a hostile soldier field. I, I, I think that I think we're going to get be able to get after him. I say 21 to 10 bears. I love it, man. And look, that's the key bears fans. Keep in mind when you're listening to this is that, look, I think the 49ers are a playoff team, but go back just to last year when the Bengals came into town week two, and the Bears absolutely destroyed them because sometimes it just takes time for teams to gel, coalesce, and become the competitive playoff team that they are. I don't think the 49ers are ready with their new quarterback. I think this is a prime opportunity for the Chicago Bears to come out there and get a win week one and maybe head into Lambeau Field the following week looking to maybe go 2-0, and Corey. So that's how I'm feeling. Yep. That's how you're feeling. Exactly. And, uh, dude, I mean, this is... We're starting. It's the start of a, it's going to be a start know, of a fun I season. Know. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great season. And and I just, I think such a low score for, for the 49ers is because them signing Jimmy Garoppolo tells you everything they need to know about Trey Lance. They don't believe in him right now. Right. They, they, they were hearing it from up top. Hey, we need to play this guy. We need to play this guy, but Jimmy led us to this. No, no, we need to play this guy. We need to play this guy. Okay. Well, let's give him a shot. And the, and the whole preseason, you know, he, he, he just struggled. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he struggles early on and Jimmy Garoppolo is, is right back where he was last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's something to be said for that, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo at times, you know, people say this, that, and the other, but he won games. So in this league, what, what really matters, right? Winning games. Yeah. And, and Corey, I know we got to get out of here in just a second, man. But really quick, this just kind of came to mind for me a little bit. Can you just talk about like the first? What's the first memory? What's the first image that comes into your mind? Rookie Corey Wooten stepping onto an NFL field for your first game. Can you just share what your first? What's the first thing that comes to your mind, man? Because there's going to be a lot of Chicago Bears rookies, undrafted and drafted, yeah. stepping on that field for the first time. When I say Corey Wooten rookie first game, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Man, that, that was like a dream come true, man. Your whole life, you work towards that, right? When you're a kid in Pop Warner football, you dream, oh, and, you know, starting. <laughs> yeah, and, and, then, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you imagine yourself, you know, as a kid, you're playing there, and then you're actually playing in that game. You're like, this is real life, you know, just the atmosphere. There's, there's nothing like it. You know, there is nothing like an NFL game, especially your first one. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Um, so so these guys are are excited, you know. Um, I, I think they have the right coaching staff that that is kind of like that lovey type of mentality, right? Never get too high, never get too low, right? Mm -hmm. One bad play, flush it. Let's get to the next one, right? Because consistency that's the biggest thing, right? Because you're gonna have bad plays, you're gonna have good plays. The more good plays you can have, and the more you can limit the bad plays, the better you're gonna be. So I so I feel like this team is, is gonna be a very disciplined team. And people are going to say, oh, they're not pretty. They're not this. Right. And, and that's fine. As long as you can be close at the at the end in, in the fourth quarter with a shot to win the game. Hey, that, that's what you play for. Right. And I, I think this Chicago Bears team is going to put themselves in a position to win a lot of games this year. Today's episode of Believe in Bears was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. And what better way to get that bonus than with week one of the NFL season? 
right around the corner. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Comment, question, subscribe, like below. Also, thank you for listening to us on Sirius XM. We're going to be with you all season long, providing you a preview and a post game of the Chicago Bears. We're thinking maybe two shows a week. And also, make sure you come check out Believe NFL Live on Sundays. I will be hosting that with a whole bunch of other co-hosts. Maybe I'll drag drag Corey in there at some point. We'll see. The man has many obligations. But tune in from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock Pacific time. Adjust that for whatever, 6 o'clock Central time, 7 o'clock Eastern time. In between that game of the afternoon games and the night game, when you're like, what am I watching? I'm watching something random. Why aren't I talking about football? Come to Believe NFL Live on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. Corey, man, uh, really exciting time, my friend. I'm so happy for you, so happy for your success, so happy to be doing the show. Take us home on a great pod, and we'll be back when the Bears win week one, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. 1-0, baby. It's, it's always good when Chicago is 1-0, and, and uh, what is that, the Willis Tower that's Bears colors afterwards? Is that, is that what it is? They light I, up I, in the city? I Willis think it's Willis, right? right? Okay. Or it's either that or the Prudential, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, one of those. But, yeah, we, we need that lit up with the Chicago Bears colors. Um, looking forward to to another great season, man. I think Justin Fields has done a lot of great things. I think this organization has done a lot of great things. Um, you know, we, we, we thought we needed more, but it's looking like with the roster we have, they're putting everybody in a position to succeed. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think Justin Fields is going to have a great season. I think the numbers aren't going to wow you at times, but you're going to look at that game and say, man, he performed well. You know, he limited his turnovers. He made great decisions. He used his feet when he needed to. He connected uh, on those huge third down situations, and he was smart about everything. David Montgomery, I think he's going to have an absolute beast of a season this year. Like I said, top five. You know, I think the defensive line is one of the strong suits on the team. I think defensive first, stop the run, be able to get after the passer starts week one with Trey Lance. I think I, I think, I think his immaturity and, and his lack of readiness is, is, is going to be shown in that first game. Um, you know, I think that Soldier Field is a tough place to play. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we, we both predicted the Bears to win. So we'll uh, we'll definitely get into everything, you know, in, in the postgame show, you know, kind of breaking down everything that went well, the things they need to work on. Um, but like we said, hopefully it's, it's a big Bears win. And, and there's a lot to improve on but a lot to take away uh, positively. Come on back for the Believe in Bears post game, either Monday night or early Tuesday morning when we do a release. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And if I can quote Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, take your vitamins. It's officially time to bear <laughs> down, baby. Let's go. Thanks. Yeah, for- brother. <laughs> do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.